Dig This, the National Utility Contractors Association's official podcast. Your host, Robert Bailey. Welcome to Dig This, NUCA's first podcast and our first episode. I'm Robert Baylor, Director of Communications at NUCA, and this is Zach Jordan, our staff writer and podcast engineer. How you doing, Bob? I'm enjoying this. Podcasts are reaching into every aspect of our personal needs for communication today. So it makes sense for NUCA to create a program like Dignus to discuss current issues on Capitol Hill and the many programs a NUCA membership offers to our growing 1,800 members. I subscribe to about seven political and travel podcasts, and I enjoy listening to them on a commute or one of my computer at home. Podcasts allow us to combine this audio medium with online resources such as our NUCA.com website, or NUCAAdvantage.com when we discuss the many benefits this program delivers to our members when running their construction or service business. And Bob, I'm pretty excited about the new content that we'll be adding to the show as it develops in the future. We've got a lot planned ahead as well, too. Interviews, chapter uh, news, a Washington Summit, it's going to be a lot. Our first guest on Dig This is a natural one, the fine gentleman who runs the National Utility Contractors Association, Mr. Doug Carlson. Doug took the CEO position in January 2020, and I think has done a fantastic job building up NUCA's membership, expanding its services, and negotiating a very tricky situation across the COVID pandemic emergency for the industry and the association. Doug, welcome to the show. So much of an association's strength comes from its members. Having myself worked for six national associations, membership is key to success, both for the association itself, but also for its member success too. What is happening with NUCA membership growth within our chapters? Well, thank you, Bob, for having me, and uh, it's great to address the NUCA membership on uh, our critical path to uh, representing the industry. You know, NUCA membership is all about uh, representing the industry, and the more members we have, equals more clout we have in everything we do to represent them, whether it be at the legislature or at uh, OSHA talking about safety, rules, regulations. Uh, So more members equals more clout, which also equals more influence on what we can do to accomplish more goals. So NUCA, two years ago at uh, at our convention in uh, Tucson, started off with a, a aggressive goal of just recruiting a plus one campaign and asking every member to recruit just one member. Every member we uh, work with, you know, has relationships with non-members that should be part of our industry to help us grow. And all we do is ask them to grow one member uh, and recruit one member so we can grow. If every member did that, we double, triple in size. The other thing we're doing is uh, we're definitely expanding our uh, outreach and our uh, our our exposure uh, nationwide with bringing on new chapters. Um, you know, we have 31 chapters uh, currently, and this year at our convention, we're actually bringing on three new chapters: Zero uh, Arizona, which is Azuka, Gulf Coast, which is Houston, and then San Antonio, which is uh, basically San Antonio, Texas, that is hosting our actual convention. We're expanding our membership because members are really interested in what we're doing and bringing value to them through our legislative efforts, through our safety efforts, through our education efforts, and they want to be part of uh, giving back to the industry. 
Doug, the board's annual strategic plan guides our top-level direction. Members can easily read what we're seeking to achieve on their behalf in the strategic plan posted on our website, nuca.com. One of its key initiatives is chapter membership engagement and relationships. Can you expand on that aspect? Sure. So, you know, one of the things that uh, national boards uh, often do is that they don't have that good communication and connectivity to a local membership on the ground. So one of the things that uh, we started two years ago when I came on board was just building a strong relationships with chapters and the national organization. You know, we're only as strong as our chapters are. Uh, with strong national, strong chapters, we're a strong national organization. But it goes much further than that. And it's about really making sure those lines of communication that we're all on the same page in our strategic plan. So one of the things we did just this recently at our board meeting in uh, February is we changed our bylaws to where every chapter now has a direct representation on the national board, which means they have a direct say and the direct communication back and forth on what's going on in the chapters, what's going on at the national organization, uh, what's going on in the state legislatures, what's going on in the federal legislatures. Um, you know, and same thing for OSHA, safety, regulations, education, training. Everything is about communicating what the chapters are doing, what the national organization is doing, and working together to make our organization better. One perk of being an association member are the benefits their dues investment delivers them. We have many instances of a member telling us that the large amount of services NUCA offers to them more than pays their annual dues. It shows the 92% renewal rate in 2021. What new benefits should members start taking advantage of this year? Well, you know, there's a, an array of, of member benefits, but, you know, a, a couple of key ones that uh, we really rolled out that, are, you know, have direct value is our NUCA Advantage program, which is basically all of our, our HR and benefits programs. There's a portal on that uh, HR program that's free to the members, and this has unlimited value. Uh, things like an HR hotline. So if you have just a question on what is your state law regarding um, a discrimination or uh, a particular issue, you can call that HR hotline for free as a member. Um, and that is just unlimited value. There's a ton of free videos and safety education training programs. Um, but it goes much more than just the portal. We're collectively bringing our membership together to uh, drive down uh, insurance rates. Uh, our 401k program we just rolled out as part of Nuke Advantage. You know, part of the biggest challenges in 401k plans for members as individual companies is their liability that they hold. Um, our plan collectively uh, eliminates the majority of that uh, liability and also saves them money through collectively uh, pooling together through one company, uh, not their funds, but uh, just the administration costs. Uh, and uh, so take a look at Nuke Advantage. It really pays back the membership. We're going to have Zach Perconti on in our next segment to talk about this year's advocacy issues. Nuka's historic win last year on the infrastructure bill will pay off for this industry for years to come. What really helped our industry in Congress was our advocacy. Our muster alerts and our two 2021 Washington summits helped demonstrate to lawmakers the necessity of core infrastructure legislation and what the expected $200 billion in new resources over the next five years will do to improve every American community. What can NUCA members do this year for our advocacy program? It's simple. It's get engaged, get involved uh, at the local level, at the national level. Uh, get to know your legislators. 
you know, all these funds are going to be running through state agencies, uh, majority of them. Um, and so what we're doing is we're actually, Zach and I are actually out talking to chapters, talking to members about, uh, you know, how they can find out about these programs, you know, where the money's going. Um, but it all takes about relationships at the local level, um, not only at the state level, but uh, down to your local municipalities. So get engaged uh, at your chapters, governmental affairs committees, um, develop relationships with the different departments, because that's where all the funding is going to flow through. Uh, you know, we fought hard for um, this funding as we need to can make sure we continue to provide clean water to all of our uh, communities that we live in. And you need also need to make sure your voices are heard at the federal level. You know, our last Washington summit uh, was a success because three days after our Washington summit, we basically were the reason that uh, our infrastructure bill was uh, heard and passed. Um, it was that type of influence and it was the local connection of of chapter members meeting with their local uh, delegates uh, and as a as a voter in their districts and voicing their opinion of how critical this uh, legislation was. So making sure you come to Washington Summit and uh, talking to your legislators, meeting them one-on-one -on -one, uh, is vitally, vitally critical to get involved and engage. Another key NUCA initiative is safety. What's going on this year that is new in NUCA safety programs? In 2022, one of our strong initiatives is we're going to be introducing a NUCA STAR program. STAR standing for Safety, Training, Awareness, and Recognition Program. The key of this is that it's a self-evaluation program that our members can take. They'll basically score them on where their safety programs are and identify gaps and holes in where they can improve on that, uh, in that program. Uh, this program could be a greatly, great tool to share with uh, prospects and, and making sure everybody goes home safe. I know a future podcast will go more in depth into what happens at a Washington summit and how the chapters make the most of these meetings. They set them up with the lawmakers, so all members have to do is bring their industry experience to D.C. and help educate their own lawmakers on what our industry does for each community. Doug, I know you'll be a recurring guest on Dig This and perhaps even host a show or two. Thanks very much for your time today, and thank you all for what you do to make Nuka the growing success it's becoming. Our next Nuka personality is Zach Perconti. Zach is one of our federal lobbyists, negotiating the halls of Congress on each of your behalf. A graduate of the College of William and Mary and George Mason University, he has been with NUCA since late 2019. Zach's work with the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee last year paid off handsomely. His relationship with the committee's chairman, Representative Peter DeFazio of Oregon, kept her issues at the forefront of the chairman's very busy agenda. 2022 is going to be a different year than last for our program. Our historic infrastructure resources goals were met arguably the largest in our association's 57-year history. And this is an election year, too, with control of both chambers of Congress up for grabs. Zach, first off, what issues do you see our advocacy program focusing on this year? Well, thank you for having me, Bob. And you know, I like that you just cut right to it, because this year's advocacy program is, in many respects, I think, more important than last. Um, we played a big part in pushing the historic core infrastructure bill over the finish line. And there is going to be a tendency on some folks in 
Capitol Hill to think that, well, we did infrastructure. That's done now. We can move on to something else. And in many respects, the fight to properly implement that infrastructure bill has really just started. Um, first of all, it hasn't been fully funded just yet. We're still waiting on Congress to actually give the rest of the money that they promised in the infrastructure bill to the programs that were created. So we need to make sure that happens. We also need to make sure that the agencies and the states that are being given the money are using it appropriately on infrastructure and in a timely fashion. So we're gonna have to stay very engaged with Congress and our industry allies to make sure that there's appropriate oversight over the money that's been doled out for infrastructure. We're also gonna need to make sure that the industry has the resources that it needs to actually build the work that's been promised. Uh, and that really comes twofold. One, we need to look at supply chain issues, which are still facing the industry. And two, uh, that's workforce. Um, I have not spoken to a single contractor anywhere in this country that has told me that they're not having trouble finding people to work right now. Um, the industry was already facing a workforce challenge before COVID hit and before the before COVID hit and before the infrastructure bill passed. And now we're looking at a lot of additional work where we're already facing a skilled trade shortage. So the industry is looking at a lot of different possible solutions to workforce development, both short term and long term. Uh, when it comes to long term, we're continuing to advocate for partnerships with community organizations, community colleges, trade schools, uh, and different ways to get young folks interested in the industry. Uh, but we're also looking at some more short term fixes. Um, things like, for example, H2B visa reform uh, to allow more seasonal workers to take some of these jobs where we just can't find uh, people that are filling them right now. Um, so there are a lot of different things that NUCA is looking at working on this year in our advocacy program. Um, but really what I kind of want to boil all this down to is uh, the infrastructure bill, the fight isn't over, it's really just started. And it's going to be up to folks like us to shepherd this thing through to success. Hey, Zach, follow-up question. At the Washington Summit in May, our members are going to be obviously interested about when the federal government is going to be disseminating the money from the infrastructure bill to uh, states. But what they may not be considering at this point is how to make the process easier, faster, maybe even streamlined, and getting that money directly from their uh, state and local governments. What advice do you have for them? So that's an excellent question. When I talk about this bill, one of the things that I really like to stress to folks is just how important it is to build those relationships with your local and state officials. This is a tremendous amount of money that the federal government is investing into our nation's infrastructure. And in some industries, this is the largest amount that we've ever seen invested into our nation's infrastructure, um, particularly when you look at things like water infrastructure or whole new programs that are being created, like for electric vehicle charging. And so states and localities are being given a lot of flexibility in how they're going to be administering this money. There's also a lot of money that's up for grabs in the form of competitive grants that states and localities are going to need to apply for. So there's really, frankly, too much for any one person to keep track of if they're just trying to watch it all from Washington. So the best way, the only way that folks are really going to be able to track this money is if they are making those connections at the state and local level. And the easiest way to do that, frankly, is to just request a meeting. Go in there, talk with the officials, introduce your company, the stuff that you work on, and say, 
you know, where are we at at this point? What resources do you have for the industry that are going to be carrying out this work? Um, a lot of agencies will publish their project prioritization plans online. Um, there are a lot of agencies right now that have started to talk to the local and state medias about how they intend to use this money when it reaches them. And so just asking, frankly, does go a long way. And of course, if there's anything that the national organization might need to get involved with, you can always reach out to us as well. And we're happy to do what we can from here uh, to assist what's happening in your state. That is also part of the beauty of NUCA as an organization, because NUCA is distinct from a number of other national trade associations in that it's a chapter-based organization. And so really, I think the most effective way that our members can get involved with these things is by doing it through their chapters. Uh, your chapter can set up an event where you request that an official from your state's transportation department or some of your state lawmakers or someone from the office of the governor comes in and rather than having to set up 20 or 30 different meetings with different contractors, they will like the fact that they can come and talk to the organization as a whole. And that's a great forum, one, for getting them to better know and understand NUCA and your work. And two, it's a great opportunity for you to ask them questions directly about what they plan to do with this money and how soon it's going to hit the local markets. I'm going to have you back on Dig This as we go into emerging issues, uh, such as our expanding work into workforce development, H2B worker immigration reform. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities to go into the nuances of these and other issues. What do you see as the leading issue for our industry to focus on this spring and summer? We know Congress is going to come to an abrupt halt after the August summer recess as the November election consumes our lives. Well, that really depends, to be honest, on what congressional funding looks like. Um, the infrastructure bill, when it was crafted, was done in such a way that a lot of the money was both authorized and directly appropriated to programs. But not all of it was. In some instances, Congress approved the money to be spent, but didn't actually appropriate the money to fund those programs. And so we have billions of dollars in promised infrastructure funding from that massive bill that are right now effectively just sitting as an inadvertent hostage in the ongoing fight over government funding. So the first thing that we really need to prioritize is getting a congressional budget passed so we can really unlock the full benefits of the infrastructure bill. Beyond that, we really need to address workforce issues because there just simply are not enough people right now in this industry to build all of these projects. As I said earlier, I have spoken to contractors all across the country and every single one that I've talked to has told me the same thing. We just can't hire enough people. I've got contractors who tell me that their company should be employing 20, 25% or more employees than they have right now, but they just can't find the people. And they've raised wages, they've offered additional benefits. But the problem that they often run into is there's such a shortage that as soon as they do that, somebody down the street a couple of months later does the same thing. And you start running into project delays, you start running into cost overruns because there just aren't enough people in the industry to get this work done. So we've talked about some long-term solutions that we really want to advocate for. Uh, as I said, trade schools, um, community development, uh, working with high schools. A lot of our members do dozer days to get uh, young students interested in working in this industry as a career. 
But there are also more short-term solutions. And I know one of the things that we're going to be talking about are things like H2B visa reform. Zach, we should give you your own segment someday. And I know I probably will. Thanks, my friend, for your time today. We'll have you on again. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to coming back on. I want to thank our listeners for their own time today to enjoy the inaugural episode of Dig This. As we are just stepping into the podcast pool, we're going to aim for a monthly release of Dig This, and we'll announce the schedule in our various NUCA publications, such as our bi-weekly NUCA at Work uh, e-newsletter. Make sure you get it, and if you don't, call up Laura Hensley in our membership office to subscribe. We appreciate your confidence in your National Trade Association and what we seek to offer each one of you a successful environment where you can grow your business and provide the services demanded by your local community. In my work as NUCA's comms director, I always say the utility construction industry provides civilization to each of our corners of America. Without our underground trenches and pipes, without our hard, dirty work, none of us could enjoy the high quality of life we experience in this great country of ours. I'm very proud to be a part of this industry and talk about the critical public services each of you construct and maintain for our well-being and health. Thanks for your time today. Safety first, always in our work.